Hello, everybody. I'm here to let you know that it is not about control, but life is about choices. Okay, so I'm in the news and I'm just reading on what's going on in the world. And I am just so disappointed when I when I find out this morning that the family of nine-year-old Ezra Blunt, who got who unfortunately got fatally wounded and and uh eventually ended up dying from that uh Astro World Festival in Houston, the family actually declined Travis Travis Scott's offer to pay for the funeral. Make this make sense to me. Your nine-year-old child is at a concert why are children at uh an adult you know an adult concert um i have so many issues um with this situation this whole situation this whole situation and um but but more importantly like us as black people like what are we doing y'all what are we doing what are we doing all the way around y'all what are we doing why is your nine-year-old son there he's nine at this grown man's um, I mean, he doesn't make children's music. Let's just say that music is music, but it's not. He he doesn't make. This isn't no JoJo Siwa. This ain't no. Uh, what was Tyler Perry's um, young protege, the one who got the show on Nickelodeon? This ain't one of those things. This ain't even a Kiki Palmer event. You know, Kiki love the kids. That it's none of that. It's not. It's none of that stuff. He's a nine year old at this um, hip rock um, festival. And unfortunately, he ends up getting hurt. But I just feel like there are so many variables there. If if a fight starts out, you know, he's a target. He he's easily hurt. If a riot break out, he's easily a target. He's easily hurt. If uh, you know, unfortunately, he 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 got hurt by being trampled in the um him and many others in the concert. But any situation where I feel like a child is not or a child is in harm's way, where is the responsible party? And now you guys want to, you want to, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, we saw that he, that the family wanted to sue Travis Scott. Um, why? You know what I'm saying? He didn't tell you to bring your children there. He didn't force you to bring or drop your children off or leave them with somebody there at this concert. You know what I'm saying? He is, it's not, he's a, he's an entertainer. He's doing his job. I mean, I'm sorry if y'all disagree with this. Sorry, not sorry, but that's just what it is. I would not do that. The whole thing to me is this all could have been prevented if I feel like as a society, we took more rationale and and concern with our children. I think in us trying to keep up with the times, we are letting way too many things slip out of our fingers. And most importantly is the children. And the funny thing is, whenever it comes to something that people don't like, the gays, the LGBTQIA community, when it comes to race, when it comes to anything that people don't really care about, the first thing everybody want to holler out or make a scapegoat is the children. What about the children? What about the children? If we care about the kids so much, why don't we focus on them? If we care about the kids so much, why don't we stop mass shooters? In fact, in other news, there was just a mass shooting uh, at, a, at a high school or, or or a mass shooter at a high school. And the kids were actually smart enough to, one, not let him in the class. But how did he get in the building? And two, when they started questioning him, these high schoolers started questioning him, he said something that everybody kind of caught on to. He said, bruh. And when he said, let me in, bruh, 
they all said, oh, that's a red flag. And they escaped out the window. My thing is, when are we really going to focus on the, the future? And the only way to focus on the future is to really invest in our children. That is the future. That is the future of this nation. That is the future of the world. So when we do things, I mean, when we do things like this, like, oh, I just want him to have fun. This one of his favorite artists. Are you really censoring what your children listen to? Are you really filtering what your, what your children listen to? Are you filtering what your children are into? What are their hobbies? What are their likes, dislikes? What kind of artists they, they like? What kind of music, music they like? What kind of shows they watch? What kind of things they peruse on the internet? The different accounts they have, the kind of friends they have on social media and in life, in your neighborhood and at school. And I do get that this is a busy society. America is way bogged down with, with making itself too busy with, with unnecessary situations. Um, but when are we really going to sit there and take time or sit back, step back and kind of like look at the bigger picture? If something happened, especially for us, this is one thing I tell um, a lot of my single friends. You know, when you get older, who's going to take care of you? Those of you who don't like children <laughs> or claim you don't like children. When you are blessed enough to live a ripe old age when you can't really wipe your tail no more or bathe yourself no more or feed yourself anymore, who's going to be there? Um, I, I come from a pretty nice sized family. And one of the things that I mean, my thing is like a lot of African-American children and children in general, you know, that that don't come from a high middle class or above. We are raised by our grandparents guardians or other people that are not our direct parents i was definitely raised with my grandparents so when i got of age and my grand my grandmothers got up up in age um i felt obviously almost uh not just compelled but obligated like it's my duty to make sure that my granny has whatever she needs even if i had to leave california and go back and be in florida just to make sure she was okay to make sure that she was in good mental and and physical health. And you got to think about this, you know, the older you get, you don't sometimes keep all your mental capacity. And it's best to have people around you who know you, who really genuinely know you and love you. But if we keep allowing our children to be drugged out, to be alcohol alcoholics, to be just in the system or just, you know, not their best version of themselves, we're, we're not going to have a future, y'all. We're not going to have a future. Um, the generation that came after me, which isn't very much younger than me, I mean, some of them don't even have the concept. I'm talking about family members don't have the concept of really, you know, they don't see how somebody could actually put their life on hold or make um, this big type of transition where your parent or your grandparent actually becomes a part of your life. Like, I don't she's a lot her attitude is too much she did she that i mean she is she's all that and above but at the end of the day and at the core of the situation this is the one who wiped my snotty nose who wiped my butt who nursed me when i was sick who told me when i was wrong who helped me get it right and who made me into the man i am today so why would that even be a concern or a question to me a second thought to me of what can i do you know or or why do i have to be the one can't somebody else do it? I don't want nobody else to do it. I don't think it's going to be right if somebody else do it. Let me jump in the way and say, come on, Grandma, let me help you. Grandma, what do you need? 
what, what medications are you on? What doctors, what doctors do you see? What, what doctor's appointments do you have coming up? The same thing that they would do for us. And that's my point is we're not going to have, we're not even going to be able to have that if we don't even have a future. And the children are our future, man. I'm telling you, Whitney said it best. And I just feel like as, as a people, as black people, as people of color, y'all, we are messing up. We see a lot of other, I mean, just extra kids who are always my nieces and nephews, uh, uh, annoyingly on, on YouTube often, uh, damn near too much, but they actually watch other people. This is what really gets me. They actually would rather watch YouTube, uh, or they would rather look at YouTube watching other people's families. Isn't that crazy? So instead of us actually kind of working together as a family to try to implement the things that they see and they like, we actually just be like, well, as long as they're in that room quiet, no, no, check out and see what your kids are into. And it's so funny because they do yearn for, for love and discipline. And we're so quick to try to be our friends, our kids' friends, or we're so quick to try to push our kids off so we can have a life. Listen, nobody had made you have those children. If you were not held down against your will and, and, and with, you know, making that child, nobody made you have those children. And there is a such thing called adoption. If you don't want that little, put them up for adoption. You ain't got to keep them. But if you decide to go ahead and be a parent and be somewhat accountable or responsible, you are forever responsible for this human that you help make. And in doing so, it is your uh, responsibility. It is your job to actually make sure that this person actually grows up to be somebody. And I don't just mean a human being taking up air and space. I mean, somebody worthwhile. What do you add to our family, to our life, to uh, to society? And that's not wrong or selfish or arrogant. That's a legitimate, that's a legitimate question. You know, in some countries, let's think about communist China. You weren't even allowed to have girls. They were euthanizing children. They were euthanizing babies like people do in America to dogs and cats. <laughs> and how did they do Michael Vick about dogs? And I'm not saying what happened to those dogs were okay, but let's think about this now. Those were animals and he's a human being. And they were very upset about what was going on with those dogs. So how much more, if respect is due with dogs, so how much more important is it that, that we not only respect ourselves, but we respect our children. We're not respecting our children when we're not a part of their lives. When we're not fully, you need to be fully immersed in your child's life. And I, and I understand how I was raised by single grandmothers. And when I was with my mom and my dad who were, who were not together and were single for many years, I mean, my, my mom, my dad, they, they definitely showed me attention. They definitely wanted me to be a part of whatever they were doing. You know, especially my dad. You know, my dad was a very hands-on guy. He likes to build things. Um, he used to actually do something crazy. He used to like to get little gadgets and toys and stuff and take it apart to see how it works. So then he would, then he put it back together. I thought that, well, as a child, I thought I was crazy. As I got older, I think that's very, very intelligent. That's very smart. But I even find myself doing so many things that I used to think were so... Uh, lame or boring or just didn't understand that my dad used to do. I find myself doing so many of those things now, um, just as a man and as an uncle, you know. Um, but that, that's important. And and, and, to, and, and to say that, to, to segue into that, is a lot of our habits, almost nearly kind of all of our habits 
as adults, as parents, as as people that children look up to and admire and imitate, they, they pick those things up. You know what I'm saying? So I just feel like, but when, for me, I don't know how it is for everybody else. And I've seen it around people that I grew up around. This is something I picked up on. When I'm with my nieces and nephews, when I'm with kids, it kind of puts you sometimes in a childish manner yourself, which is good because it helps you not take the world so serious all the time. And in that same mindset, in, with my, you know, with my adult self, but in my child's mind, hanging with my nieces and nephews, when I see something that's like, this isn't appropriate for a seven-year-old, for a six-year-old, for a nine-year-old, for a 12-year-old, what are you looking at? What are you doing? What are you saying? Where did you learn that from? You know, I, I'm, my, my nieces and nephews, I'm very uh, in their business. But if you're not, you're going to have kids... Have y'all do y'all watch social media? Have y'all seen what's going on in Atlanta? So many people getting robbed left and right. And the worst part about it all, I mean, stealing, killing, lying, all that type of stuff is is wrong and evil anyway. But to top it all off, these are like black on black crimes. A lot of these are black on black crimes. I say probably 90% of these are black on black crimes. These are a lot of young men robbing women breaking into their homes, following them home, stealing their cars, stealing their purses, putting guns to their faces. This is your sister, your mother, your aunt, your grandma, your lover, your wife, your daughter. Are y'all okay with this? Are y'all okay watching your nieces get hurt? Have somebody threaten her life? Take everything that she worked hard for? Are you gifted Are you gifted to her? And we're grateful to have her life, but should she have even been in that type of circumstance? What's going on in the nation? What's going on with with, our, with us as a people? What's going on that we don't really take time to really look into our children? Why are all these young kids um, robbing people? Where are their parents? Because a lot of these kids are growing up um, on, you know, on assistance. So if you, if you have assistance from the government and you have welfare, Section 8 or whatever that, you have a lot of time to be home. Why is it that your kids are still raising themselves? How are your children still turning out to be hoodlums and, and hooligans? Why is it that women are still attracted to, quote, unquote, bad boys? That Negro ain't got no future. He going to end up, I mean, it's already dangerous being black. But but being, being somebody that's on the streets, period. But somebody that's on the streets in 2021, there's only two options. Jail or the grave. And let me tell you something. If you're on welfare and your baby daddy, because y'all not married, is, is a street person, I hope you got life insurance. I mean, I hope the little bit of money that he bring home, you start buying life insurance. It's the only way that you guys are ever really have any type of monetary power to get up out of your situation. But until you decide to go ahead and, and change your lifestyle, why would you, why is it that when we see People being the worst version of themselves, we we enjoy that. We applaud that when it's people we know. But when you're around a different neighborhood, a different city, a different setting, and you see a similar type of people, you want to lock your doors, you want to hide your purse, you don't want to carry no cash on you, you want to put your phone up because you know that this is not a savory setting, this is not a savory neighborhood, the people around here aren't trustworthy. Well, that's so crazy because 
in your life where you live at, that's fine. When your brothers and your uncles and your dude does that, and when your children walk around, when your son walks around sagging with his ass out, it's totally okay. It's totally okay. But then you want to hit them and tell them, you know, stop all that, stop all that switching. Stop all that, stop all that girl shit. Well, how is it that you're going to tell him to man up with his ass out? Which a little boy don't need to be a man. He needs to be a little boy. But we won't even tell our children to adorn themselves like somebody love them or like they love themselves. We're so impressed with foolishness, foolishness and debauchery. We encourage our children to do that stuff. I get so annoyed when I see little boys walking around sagging, looking like thugs. If black lives matter, then act like they matter. Live like they matter. Teach your children that they matter. And telling your child to watch out for white folks and cops is not teaching your children anything but prejudice and ignorance. Tell them why. And let's be real, all white people aren't bad. All white people aren't racist. The world in itself is not a horrible place. There are a lot of horrible people in it. <laughs> That's a fact. But everybody is not against us. Everybody don't want to see us fail. But at the same time, it is up to us. It is up to the individual to make sure that we excel at anything that we do in life. And if you want your kids to be great, you know what I'm saying? You have to instill greatness in them. And I mean, great could be anything. If he's the greatest basketball player, if he's the greatest janitor, if he's the greatest lawnmower, if he's the greatest artist, whatever it is, my grandma used to say one thing. She said a lot of things, but one thing that she said to us um, that stuck with me all my life, and I tell my friends the same thing. She said, whatever you're going to do in life, be the best at it. If you're going to be a bitch, be the best bitch around. <laughs> I'm telling you, she said, don't just be don't just be a simple bitch. Don't be no gullible bitch. Don't be no whack, sorry, weak, scary bitch. Be the best bitch around. If you're going to be a boss, be the best boss. If you're going to be the best employee, if you're going to be an employee, be the best employee. But whatever it is you're going to do in life, be the best at it. And it's not even competing it with anybody. It's simply it's, it's simply exceeding your own expectations for your, for yourself and probably with society's expectations for your life. You know, if you want to sit there and make paper planes, be the best paper plane maker there is. God never knows. Somebody else going to see that origami, that origami art and want to do something with it. You, you have no idea where your life can take you if you put a lot of positivity and some love in it. We have got to really put love back into the family. We've really, really got to put positivity in rearing and raising children. Um, I'm really, I mean, I'm, I'm the, the core of the story is about the the family, about this, this sad little boy who, um, well, unfortunately, he's not with us anymore, and I'm I'm really sad about um little nine year old Ezra Blunt, and I'm really disappointed in the fact the family doesn't want to receive any funds from Travis Scott to help to help the late little man arrest. It's not Travis' fault. It is not Travis' fault. Where 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 were his children? I guarantee you, his children were well looked after. Because guess what he was doing? He was working. He was working. Y'all were paying for him to be there. He was working. I guarantee you his children were well taken care of and well covered. 
And that's the only point that I'm making. You know, we we're so quick to point fingers and say what what's wrong and what's right and whose fault it is. Man, be accountable for your own situation. Be accountable for your own family. Be accountable for the decisions in life that you make because we do not have any control over life. We only have the control of choices. Whatever our free will, that our God-given free will is the ability to choose. We, we may not be able to choose the color of our skin. We may not be able to choose the way uh, the world works. But what we can choose to do is to be a part of it. We can choose to be the change that we want to see. It's cliche, but it's real. Because um, we plant seeds. You know what I'm saying? We plant mental seeds. We plant spiritual seeds. And when you make it children, you plant a real seed. You know, you want to see it up in that thing and then you watch it grow. And, and how sad is it to actually plant the seed of a child and to watch it grow, to have its life just chopped down so soon? And he's a, a budding little plant. He hasn't even matured yet. And, and out of anger and hurt and dismay, we want to point the finger everywhere else. I think it's important to us um, as, a, as a people, as a nation, of Americans, but as a people, as a black people, that we take more concern and more time and more love with our children. And, and don't get me wrong, loving them ain't spoiling them, y'all. When when you spoil it's spoil, think about the meaning of spoil. Spoiling them does not help anybody. Love it to death, but Tamar, 40-something years old, how long it took Tamar to realize that uh her attitude was not helping her? I mean, the family nickname for her is Monster because they say that she's the monster that they created. Spoiling don't help nobody. You know, look at Candace off of um, Housewives of Potomac. Her mama said she spoiled her. I mean, yeah, but everybody's sitting there trying to tell you about your mama because her her uh, her her voice, her implementation of who your husband is or isn't in your life, which has nothing really to do with her, not not not, not your marriage, is like a big issue in your marriage, in your life, and the world is watching that. But because you're so spoiled by her, you're so afraid to uh, to be honest with your mom. So everybody else around you, the world, Nicki Minaj, your castmates, Andy, everybody got to tell you that your mama wrong. Everybody got to tell you that you need to have a conversation with your mother. Nobody need to tell you the, the truth. You see what it is. You just don't want to deal with it and address it. Spoiling a child doesn't do any good to any of us. Loving them is giving them a sort of discipline, but not not trying to kill them. You know, telling them wrong for right. Uh, tell them that it's consequences from the choices that we make, good or bad. You have good consequences, you got bad consequences. Sometimes you make choices that you can never come back from. So let's do our best to make the best decisions that we can make. Life is full of mistakes, but they're also learning lessons. Treat people how you want to be treated. Talk to people how you want to be talked to. Be vigilant. No, everybody's not against us, but everybody's also not your friend. That comes with wisdom. Teach your children these things. To give back. To love unconditionally. To, to be readily receptive. To know the difference between good energy and bad energy. They'll know when not to speak to a stranger. And they'll know when to ask for help. And they should never have a problem coming into their parent telling them the truth. And as a parent, you should never have a problem identifying your child you know when people want to come and tell you about your kid and you're saying that's not my child but they got them on tape 
or well, I mean, on, on 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 live, they're recording them on their phones. You know what I'm saying? You can't really deny what's what's real, what's reality. But the only way to combat that is to know that you've raised and you've instilled goodness in this person, and you did that by always covering them, making sure they're they're in a good space, they're safe, they're around good individuals, they're in a good environment, they're in a safe environment, and being knowledgeable of what's going on with them. Um, I'm not completely blaming the parents, but I am blaming the parents on the child being there, you know? And I'm so sorry that this happened to, to everybody, to Travis Scott, especially to the family, but most of all to the little boy. I'm sure he just wanted to go and have a good time. He had no idea that that was going to be his last day on earth or his last night on earth. And as an adult, I just feel like it could have been prevented. What's y'all thoughts? Talk to me. Okay, so I'm in the news and I'm just reading on what's going on in the world. And I am just so disappointed when I when I find out this morning that the family of nine-year-old Ezra Blunt, who got who unfortunately got fatally wounded and and uh eventually ended up dying from that uh Astro World Festival in Houston, the family actually declined Travis Travis Scott's offer to pay for the funeral. Make this make sense to me. Your nine-year-old child is at a concert why are children at uh an adult you know an adult concert um uh, i have so many issues um uh, with this situation this whole situation this whole situation and um but but more importantly like us as black people like what are we doing y'all what are we doing what are we doing all the way around y'all what are we doing why is your nine-year-old son there he's nine at this grown man's um, I mean, he doesn't make children's music. Let's just say that. Music is music, but it's not. He he doesn't make... This isn't no JoJo Siwa. This ain't no... Uh, what, what's Tyler Perry's um, young protege, the one who got the show on Nickelodeon? This ain't one of those things. This ain't even a Kiki Palmer event. You know, Kiki love the kids. That, it's none of that. It's, not, it's none of that stuff. He's a nine-year-old at this um, hip rock um, festival. And unfortunately, he ends up getting hurt. But I just feel like there are so many variables there. If if a fight starts out, you know, he's a target. He he's easily hurt. If a riot break out, he's easily a target. He's easily hurt. If uh, you know, unfortunately, he 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 got hurt by being trampled in the um him and many others in the concert. But any situation where I feel like a child is not or a child is in harm's way, where is the responsible party? And now you guys want to, you want to, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, we saw that he, that the family wanted to sue Travis Scott. Um, why? You know what I'm saying? He didn't tell you to bring your children there. He didn't force you to bring or drop your children off or leave them with somebody there at this concert. You know what I'm saying? He is, it's not, he's a, he's an entertainer. He's doing his job. I mean, I'm sorry if y'all disagree with this. Sorry, not sorry, but that's just what it is. I would not do that. The whole thing to me is this all could have been prevented if I feel like as a society, we took more rationale and, and concern with our children. I think in us trying to keep up with the times, we are letting way too many things slip out of our fingers. And most importantly is the children. And the funny thing is, whenever it comes to something that people don't like, the gays, 
the LGBTQIA community, when it comes to race, when it comes to anything that people don't really care about, the first thing everybody want to holler out or make a scapegoat is the children. What about the children? What about the children? If we care about the kids so much, why don't we focus on them? If we care about the kids so much, why don't we stop mass shooters? In fact, in other news, there was just a mass shooting uh, at a a high school or, or, or a mass shooter at high school. And the kids were actually smart enough to, one, not let him in the class. Well, how did he get in the building? And two, when they started questioning him, these high schoolers started questioning him, he said something that everybody kind of caught on to. He said, bruh. And when he said, let me in, bruh, they all said, oh, that's a red flag. And they escaped out the window. My thing is, when are we really going to focus on the, the future? And the only way to focus on the future is to really invest in our children. That is the future. That is the future of this nation. That is the future of the world. So when we do things, I mean, when we do things like this, like, oh, I just want him to have fun. This one of his favorite artists. Are you really censoring what your children listen to? Are you really filtering what your what your children listen to? Are you filtering what your children are into? What are their hobbies? What are their likes, dislikes? What kind of artists they, they like? What kind of music, music they like? What kind of shows they watch? What kind of things they peruse on the internet? The different accounts they have, the kind of friends they have on social media and in life in your neighborhood and at school. And I do get that this is a busy society. America is way bogged down with, with making itself too busy with, with unnecessary situations. Um, but when are we really going to sit there and take time or sit back, step back and kind of like look at the bigger picture? If something happened, especially for us, this is one thing I tell um, a lot of my single friends, you know, when you get older, who's going to take care of you? those of you who don't like children or claim you don't like children when you are blessed enough to live a ripe old age when you can't really wipe your tail no more or bathe yourself no more or feed yourself anymore who's gonna be there um i I come from a pretty nice sized family and one of the things that i mean my thing is like a lot of african-american children and children in general you know that that don't come from a uh, high middle class or above we are raised by our grandparents guardians or other people that are not our direct parents i was definitely raised with my grandparents so when i got of age and my grand my grandmothers got up up in age um i felt obviously almost uh not just compelled but obligated like it's my duty to make sure that my granny has whatever she needs even if I had to leave California and go back and be in Florida just to make sure that she was okay, to make sure that she was in good mental and and physical health. And you got to think about this. You know, the older you get, you don't sometimes keep all your mental capacity. And it's best to have people around you who know you, who really genuinely know you and love you. But if we keep allowing our children to be drugged out, to be alcohol alcoholics, to be just in the system or just, you know, not their best version of themselves, we're we're not going to have a future, y'all. We're not going to have a future. Um, The generation that came after me, which isn't very much younger than me, I mean, some of them don't even have the concept. I'm talking about family members don't have the concept of really, you know, they don't see how somebody could actually put their life on hold or make um, this big type of transition where, 
your parent or your grandparent actually becomes a part of your life. Like, oh, she's a lot. Her attitude is too much. She did, she that. I mean, she is. She's all that and above. But at the end of the day and at the core of the situation, this is the one who wiped my snotty nose, who wiped my butt, who nursed me when I was sick, who told me when I was wrong, who helped me get it right, and who made me into the man I am today. So why would that even be a concern or a question to me, a second thought to me of what can I do, you know, or or why do I have to be the one? Can't somebody else do it? I don't want nobody else to do it. I don't think it's going to be right if somebody else do it. Let me jump in the way and say, come on, Grandma, let me help you. Grandma, what do you need? Uh, what, what medications are you on? What doctors What doctors do you see? What, what doctor's appointments do you have coming up? The same thing that they would do for us. And that's my point is we're not going to have, we're not even going to be able to have that if we don't even have a future. And the children are our future, man. I'm telling you, Whitney said it best. And I just feel like as, as a people, as black people, as people of color, y'all, we are messing up. We see a lot of other, I mean, just extra kids who are always my nieces and nephews uh, uh, annoyingly on, on YouTube often. Uh, damn near too much. But they actually watch other people. This is what really gets me. They actually would rather watch YouTube uh, or they would rather look at YouTube watching other people's families. Isn't that crazy? So instead of us actually kind of working together as a family to try to implement the things that they see and they like, we actually just be like, well, as long as they're in that room quiet, no, no, check out and see what your kids are into. And it's so funny because they do yearn for, for love and discipline. And we're so quick to try to be our friends, our kids' friends, or we're so quick to try to push our kids off so we can have a life. Listen, nobody had made you have those children. If you were not held down against your will and 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 with you know making that child nobody made you have those children and there is a such thing called adoption if you don't want that little put them up for adoption you ain't got to keep them but if you decide to go ahead and be a parent and be somewhat accountable or responsible you are forever responsible for this human that you help make and in doing so it is your uh, responsibility it is your job to actually make sure that this person actually grows up to be somebody. And I don't just mean a human being taking up air and space. I mean somebody worthwhile. What do you add to our family, to our life, to uh, to society? And that's not wrong or selfish or arrogant. That's a legitimate, that's a legitimate question. You know, in some countries, let's think about communist China. You weren't even allowed to have girls. They were euthanizing children. They were euthanizing babies like people do in America to dogs and cats. <laughs> and how did they do Michael Vick about dogs? And I'm not saying what happened to those dogs were okay, but let's think about this now. Those were animals and he's a human being. And they were very upset about what was going on with those dogs. So how much more, if respect is due a dog, so how much more important is it that, that we not only respect ourselves, but we respect our children. We're not respecting our children when we're not a part of their lives. When we're not fully, you need to be fully immersed in your child's life. And I and I understand how I was raised by single grandmothers. And when I was with my mom and my dad, who were, who were not together and were single for many years, I mean, my my mom, my dad, they they definitely showed me attention. They definitely wanted me to be a part of whatever they were doing. You know, especially my dad. You know, my dad was a very hands-on guy. He likes to build things. 
um he used to actually do something crazy he used to like to get little gadgets and toys and stuff and take it apart to see how it works so then he would then he put it back together i thought that well as a child I thought i was crazy as i got older i think that's very very intelligent that's very smart but i even find myself doing so many things that i used to think were so uh lame or boring or just didn't understand that my dad used to do i find myself doing so many of those things now um just as a man and as an uncle you know um but that, that's important and 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 to and, and to say that to, to segue into that is a lot of our habits almost nearly kind of all of our habits as adults as parents as as people that children look up to and admire and imitate they, they pick those things up you know what i'm saying so i just feel like but when for me i don't know how it is for everybody else and i've seen it around people that i grew up around this is something i picked up on when i'm with my nieces and nephews when i'm with kids it kind of puts you sometimes in a childish manner yourself which is good because it helps you not take the world so serious all the time and in that same mindset in with my you know with my adult self but in my child's mind hanging with my nieces and nephews when i see something that's like this isn't appropriate for a seven-year-old for a six-year-old for a nine-year-old for a 12-year-old what are you looking at what are you doing what are you saying where did you learn that from you know i i'm my my niece and nephew, i'm very uh in their business but if you're not you're gonna have kids have y'all do y'all watch social media have y'all seen what's going on in atlanta so many people getting robbed left and right and the worst part about it all i mean stealing killing lying all that type of stuff is is wrong and evil anyway but to top it all off these are like black on black crimes a lot of these are black on black crimes i say probably 90 percent of these are black on black crimes these are a lot of young men robbing women breaking into their homes following them home stealing their cars stealing their purses putting guns to their faces this is your sister your mother your aunt your grandma your lover your wife your daughter are y'all okay with this are y'all okay watching your nieces get hurt have somebody threaten her life take everything that she worked hard for are you gifted are you gifted to her and we're grateful to have her life but should she have even been in that type of circumstance what's going on in the nation what's going on with without with us as a people what's going on that we don't really take time to really look into our children why are all these young kids um robbing people where are their parents because a lot of these kids are growing up um on you know on assistance so if you if you have assistance from the government and you have welfare section eight or whatever that you have a lot of time to be home why is it that your kids are still raising themselves how are your children still turning out to be hoodlums and, and hooligans why is it that women are still attracted to quote-unquote bad boys that negro ain't got no future he gonna end up I mean, it's already dangerous being black, but but being being somebody that's on the streets, period. But somebody that's on the streets in 2021, there's only two options. Jail or the grave. And let me tell you something. If you're on welfare and your baby daddy, because y'all not married, is, is a street person, I hope you got life insurance. I mean, I hope the little bit of money that he bring home, you start buying life insurance. It's the only way that you guys are ever really have any type of monetary power to get up out of your situation. But until you decide to go ahead and, and change your lifestyle, why would you? Why is it that 
when we see people being the worst version of themselves, we we enjoy that. We applaud that. When it's people we know. But when you're around a different neighborhood, a different city, a different setting, and you see a similar type of people, you want to lock your doors, you want to hide your purse, you don't want to carry no cash on you, you want to put your phone up because you know that this is not a savory setting, this is not a savory neighborhood, the people around here aren't trustworthy. Well, that's so crazy because in your life, where you live at, that's fine. When your brother's and your uncles and your dude does that. And when your children walk around, when your son walks around sagging with his ass out, it's totally okay. It's totally okay. But then you want to hit them and tell them, you know, stop all that, stop all that switching. Stop all that, stop all that girl shit. Well, how is it that you're gonna tell him to man up with his ass out? Which a little boy don't need to be a man, he needs to be a little boy. But we won't even tell our children to adorn themselves like somebody love them or like they love themselves. We're so impressed with foolishness foolishness and debauchery. We encourage our children to do that stuff. I get so annoyed when I see little boys walking around sagging, looking like thugs. If black lives matter, then act like they matter. Live like they matter. Teach your children that they matter. And telling your child to watch out for white folks and cops is not teaching your children anything but prejudice and ignorance tell them why and let's be real all white people aren't bad all white people aren't racist the world in itself is not a horrible place there are a lot of horrible people in it (laughs) that's a fact but everybody is not against us everybody don't want to see us fail but at the same time it is up to us it is up to the individual to make sure that we excel at anything that we do in life and if you want your kids to be great you know what i'm saying you have to instill greatness in them and i mean great could be anything if he's the greatest basketball player if he's the greatest janitor if he's the greatest lawnmower if he's the greatest artist whatever it is my grandma used to say one thing she said a lot of things but one thing that she said to us um that stuck with me all my life and i tell my friends the same thing she said, whatever you're going to do in life, be the best at it. If you're going to be a bitch, be the best bitch around. <laughs> I'm telling you, she said, don't just be don't just be a simple bitch. Don't be no gullible bitch. Don't be no whack, sorry, weak, scary bitch. Be the best bitch around. If you're going to be a boss, be the best boss. If you're going to be the best employee, if you're going to be an employee, be the best employee. But whatever it is you're going to do in life, be the best at it. And it's not even competing it with anybody. It's simply it's it's simply exceeding your own expectations for your for yourself, and probably with society's expectations for your life. You know, if you want to sit there and make paper planes, be the best paper plane maker there is. God never knows somebody else gonna see that origami that origami art and want to do something with it. You you have no idea where your life can take you if you put a lot of positivity. And some love in it we have got to really put love back into the family we've really really got to put positivity in rearing and raising children um i'm really i mean i'm i'm the, the quarter story is about the the family about this this sad little boy who um 
well, unfortunately, he's not with us anymore. And I'm, I'm really sad about um, little nine-year-old Ezra Blunt. And I'm really disappointed in the fact the family doesn't want to receive any funds from Travis Scott to help to help the late little man arrest. It's not Travis' fault. It is not Travis' fault. Where, where, where were his children? I guarantee you his children were well looked after because guess what he was doing? He was working. He was working. Y'all were paying for him to be there. He was working. I guarantee you his children were well taken care of and well covered. And that's the only point that I'm making. You know, we, we're so quick to point fingers and say what, what's wrong and what's right and whose fault it is. Man, be accountable for your own situation. Be accountable for your own family. Be accountable for the decisions in life that you make because we do not have any control over life. We only have the control of choices. Whatever Our free will, that our God-given free will is the ability to choose we, we may not be able to choose the color of our skin. We may not be able to choose the way uh, the world works. But what we can choose to do is to be a part of it. We can choose to be the change that we want to see. It's cliche, but it's real. Because um, we plant seeds. You know what I'm saying? We plant mental seeds. We plant spiritual seeds. And when you make it children, you plant a real seed. You know, you want to see it up in that thing and then you watch it grow. And, and how sad is it to actually plant the seed of a child and to watch it grow, to have its life just chopped down so soon? And he's a, a budding little plant. He hasn't even matured yet. And, and out of anger and hurt and dismay, we want to point the finger everywhere else. I think it's important to us um, as, a, as a people, as a nation, of Americans, but as a people, as a black people, that we take more concern and more time and more love with our children. And, and don't get me wrong, loving them and spoiling them, y'all. When, when you spoil, it's spoil, think about the meaning of spoil. Spoiling them does not help anybody. Love it to death, but Tamar, 40 something years old, how long it took Tamar to realize that uh, her attitude was not helping her? I mean, the family nickname for her is Monster because they say that she's the monster that they created. Spoiling don't help nobody. You know, look at Candace off of um, Housewives of Potomac. Her mama said she spoiled her. I mean, yeah, but everybody's sitting there trying to tell you about your mama because her her uh, her her voice, her implementation of who your husband is or isn't in your life, which has nothing really to do with her, not not not, not your marriage, is like a big issue in your marriage and your life and the world is watching that but because you're so spoiled by her you're so afraid to uh to be honest with your mom so everybody else around you the world Nicki minaj your castmates andy everybody got to tell you that your mama wrong everybody got to tell you that you need to have a conversation with your mother nobody need to tell you the truth you see what it is you just don't want to deal with it and address it spoiling a child doesn't do any good to any of us Loving them is giving them a sort of discipline, but not not trying to kill them. You know, telling them wrong for right. Uh, tell them that it's consequences from the choices that we make, good or bad. You have good consequences, you got bad consequences. Sometimes you make choices that you can never come back from. So let's do our best to make the best decisions that we can make. Life is full of mistakes, but they're also learning lessons. Treat people how you want to be treated. Talk to people how you want to be talked to. Be vigilant. 
no, everybody's not against us, but everybody's also not your friend. That comes with wisdom. Teach your children these things to give back, to love unconditionally, to, to be readily receptive, to know the difference between good energy and bad energy. They'll know when not to speak to a stranger and they'll know when to ask for help. And they should never have a problem coming into their parent telling them the truth. And as a parent, you should never have a problem identifying your child. You know, when people want to come and tell you about your kid and you're saying that's not my child, but they got them on tape. Or what I mean, on, 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 on live, they're recording them on their phones. You know what I'm saying? You can't really deny what's what's real, what's reality. But the only way to combat that is to know that you've raised and you've instilled goodness in this person. And you did that by always covering them making sure they're they're in a good space, they're safe, they're around good individuals, they're in a good environment, they're in a safe environment, and being knowledgeable of what's going on with them. Um, I'm not completely blaming the parents, but I am blaming the parents on the child being there, you know? And I'm so sorry that this happened to, to everybody, to Travis Scott, especially to the family, but most of all to the little boy. I'm sure he just wanted to go and have a good time. He had no idea that that was going to be his last day on earth or his last night on earth. And as an adult, I just feel like it could have been prevented. What's y'all thoughts? Talk to me.